What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Zero Gravity, Apollo Media's NBA podcast brought to you by Big City Wings, Houston's wing joint, and Apollo's wing joint. If you're in the Houston area, go check out your nearest Big City Wings today. This podcast is also brought to you by Celebrity Mint. Go check out CelebrityMint.com. Check out their graded legal tender collectibles of Mike Tyson, Ric Flair, and more. I'm joined by the Houston Rockets. What we learned edition king, Josh Garcia. How we doing, bud? Uh, man, if it wasn't for these title games today, I, I'd be doing a lot better. But you know, I saw it, ingested it. I don't know how to feel. It, I said it was the two devils in the most evil place in America facing off in two weeks. Brock Purdy and Patrick Mahomes, of course. But other than that, eh, it is what it is. We have a lot to talk about with the NBA today. That's what we're here for, of course. But mm, I wish the NFL, you know, ended a little differently for us. Lions, Ravens, Soupy. Ooh, give me that. Yeah, it's over now. Uh, 49ers, Chiefs. I know. Yeah, it is what it is. And for the first time in probably my entire lifetime, I watched basketball as well as the AFC and NFC Championship games today. I turned on the Orlando Magic Phoenix Suns games because. My spidey tenses were just uh, was had some sen- mm. sensitivity. I was like, "There's something going on here." I think the Magic are going to win this game. I don't know. I'll, let me turn on the fourth quarter, just see what's happening. You know, Devin Booker, he may or may not have yeah. 44 points, and the Magic may or may not have won the game. They might not be directly correlated at all. I have no idea. I'm just speculating here. I'm just putting things out into the universe because yeah, you, you're just the conversation may need to be had. Like, may may need to happen. <laughs> Yeah, Devin Booker, man. Uh, if you just want to get right into it, we can we can talk Luca, and I can shit talk Devin Booker, and so can you. I mean, take it away, brother. The floor is yours. All right, talk to me. So we're recording this on Sunday night, January twenty eighth. A few days have passed since NBA history happened. Luke Doncic against the Atlanta Hawks in rivalry week in the NBA. For some reason, they keep trying to make a Atlanta Dallas rivalry happen because of Trey Young and Luca draft night trade, whatever. I, I don't care about that one, but I cared about this game because Luka Doncic got shit-talked throughout the media, throughout fans, uh, NBA Twitter on Wednesday night during the Phoenix Suns game because he th- technically threw a Phoenix Suns guy out, wasn't kicked out of the game. Actually, he left on his own accord. No one was actually coming to kick him out. Just want to clarify that. Luka didn't have a fan kicked out. Didn't happen. Fake news. Fake news. Um, Talk to him. But Friday night, heading into it, uh, Tim McMahon of, I guess, ESPN. Said a lot of things in the press conference. Luca took offense to it, and you could tell that he was upset. And then Thursday night gets it selected for his fifth straight All-Star game, or, yeah, fifth out of six years. Pretty good. Uh, fourth time as a starter. And then Friday night happens, and I'm just like, something's going to happen. He's going to go for 40. He's going to go for 40-plus. 40 40-point 40 triple-double is probably what we're looking at, like a normal Luca night, really, but it looks more impressive, and he sits in the fourth quarter, something like that. Uh, no, I was wrong. He had a 40-point first half, 41 points in the first yeah. half uh, against the Atlanta Hawks. He ended up going for 73 points in the, what, third or fourth most points in NBA history? Tied for? Yes, tied tied for fourth. I yeah, think. I yeah. think that's right with David, David Thompson. Thompson. Um, yep. Easily could have gotten 81. He, like, barely touched the ball in the fourth quarter. Yeah, he, he was passing it every time. Yes. I mean, I, I, I watched, I'm, 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 hey, I know ball when I can, but I only watched the last five minutes of that game. I was actually on the road, only had the audio on. Don't mm-hmm. worry, I wasn't texting and driving, looking and driving, whatever you want to call it. But every time I heard, every time I heard what was happening, it would say, you know, Tim Tim Hardaway for three or Josh Green for three, assisted by mm-hmm. Luca. I mean, I was like, 
why is he not going for 80 here? He especially on, you know, I think that was Kobe's anniversary. It was right? uh four days after Kobe's 81 performance, and it was on the anniversary of Kobe Bryant's death, is actually what it was. Yes, yeah. Yes. Yes. So I that that would have been a great omen. I mean, I think everyone knows that, you know, Kobe took a great liking to mm-hmm. Luca in the short time that they kind of were around at the same time. And it would have just been so poetic. But you know, for what it is, 73, especially dishing the ball out so much. Eight for thirteen for three. You were telling me before yep. the pod on what would you say thirty five thirty three shots, shots. thirty three shots. And how many shots did it take Steph Curry to to get forty six? Uh, so that was last night. We'll get into that game later. But uh, thirty five shots from Steph Curry for forty six points. Twenty one threes attempted. Not my goal. Uh, so yeah, let's let's just bring up some stats here from Luka Doncic's seventy three point night. Um, just four days after Embiid scored seventy points. And I texted you at halftime. I was like, I just want to point this out that Luka Doncic has, is on pace for 82 points in this game at halftime. Yeah. Um, and you said, please, God, let him go for 71. Just get over the Embiid hump. Get over what Embiid scored. Uh, so most points in a game with 90% plus true shooting percentage or more. Luka Doncic was 73, and that was on Friday night. James Harden, 56 points in 2017. Fred Van Vliet, 2021 with 54 Sure. And Kyrie Irving in uh, 2020 with 54. Luke scored 73 points with 90% true shooting percentage. Just want to point that out. Wow. Uh, the wow. Dallas Mavericks, when Luka scores 60-plus points, 2-0. The Suns, when Devin Booker scores 60-plus points, 0-2. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> really makes you think. Uh, when there Kobe Bryant scored 82 in the prison ball area, this is from... Haralabob Vulgaris, whatever his name is. Um, sure. In 2006, the average number of possessions per game was 91, and the league average of efficiency was 106. Current numbers this season are 99 possessions per game with an average efficiency of 116.36. It's such a different game. Uh, Mavs CBA, CBA Mavs on Twitter, he said it. he agrees that it's a different game. Yes. Um, increased three-point uh, shooting is probably a really big factor nowadays. Kobe and Luka both took 13 threes in their highest point games. So 73 and 81 from Kobe. Mm. They both took 13 threes. Mm. Kobe went 28 for 46 with 20 free throw attempts. Luka went 25 for 33 with 16 free throw attempts. The Lakers took 88 shots in that game with 33 free throws. The Dallas Mavericks took 85 shots with 32 free throws. So less shots, more points. On the whole thing. It's just... And wow. Joel Embiid scores 70 the other night. He shoots 25 free throws, only two threes. I get that. And like 40 whatever shots. Um, Luka takes eight less shots and eight less free throws and scores three more points. And people are complaining. Stephen A. Smith is all up in arms about Luka scoring 73 points. Yeah. When four days ago, Joel Embiid, who is arguably the MVP of the league right now, we'll get to you later, Joel. We'll get the we'll get to you, Mister Embiid. Oh, yeah. But Luca's um seventy three point performance is more impressive than any other high scoring performance we've ever seen in the NBA. Absolutely, absolutely. What are we talking about here? You're comparing you 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 can't compare the two, especially. I mean, you want to bring back up generational loser Devin Booker with that sixty two. That was that was just so funny to me. I, that that was awesome, but Luca Luca scoring seventy three and getting shit on on Twitter strictly based off that one clip where he was kind of jogging through the defense at midcourt yeah. and of course he gets the easy bucket 
that's kind of a, a show of what sports fandom is like. Now you see one thing, you overreact to it. It's even fallen through in the media as well. I mean, Stephen A. Smith is one guy. He has two ears, two eyes, ten fingers. He can only consume so much, right? right? So I'd imagine he wasn't watching that game on a was it Friday night? Saturday? It was the only Friday game night? on television that was on NBA TV. I was gonna say, I mean, do we all have NBA TV? Remember what I, mean, I told he, you? I mean, he does. He, he 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 might he might have a free YouTube TV. I would assume he has Hulu, something ESPN. where he can watch NBA TV. Something. Yes. But also, was he was he home to watch the game? Who no. knows? A lot of different factors no. can go into it. You know what I mean? So I, I don't know. Also, Stephen A. Smith's daughter is an all time follow on TikTok. Oh, Hilarious. It, yeah, yeah, very funny. Um, but yeah, you, you can only consume so much, and I feel like. When you see Luca drop seventy three immediately, you're like, "Where can I shit on this?" Yes. Which we don't, we don't, because we're rational, normal people. But of course, people in the media are gonna want something to complain about, and maybe they didn't complain about about Embiid's as much. Couldn't tell you why. Maybe there's a, there's a New York, Philly, Boston East favoritism there. I don't know what's going on. Maybe, maybe. Dallas is a quote unquote smaller market, yeah. and you know they want to stir the pop more. I mean, remember even in you know, Giannis's, uh, and maybe this is revisionist history, but Giannis's 2021 finals run. I mean, there's a lot of people shitting on Milwaukee just for being a small market team. If you look at, you know, Sacramento's run that they made, people were shitting on them as well because they were playing Golden State. I mean, of course, they lost that series. But anyway, I they're always going to complain about something and just got to stick, stick with it. It is what it is. That's why I really only consume local media when it comes to Rocket stuff because it's great that Bill Simmons thinks that Alperen Shangun is the best player in the league. <laughs> One of the best players in the league. <laughs> I don't know. Um, yeah, I said I was going to have my Rosillo ready. Still workshopping it. I was in the mirror this morning. But when it comes to trade day, this Wednesday, uh, comes out Thursday, we will be recording. Yep. We'll be going crazy with the trades. The Rosillo impression will come out. But in regards to Luca, I, I seventy three. You can't compare it to anything else. The man is on fire, and fuck everyone that's saying, "Oh, the defenses are bad. Defenses are bad." Fuck that. Efficiency's up. Efficiency's up, and the NBA is the best its product it's ever been. I don't care what you have to say. I don't care about your nineties nostalgia, your Kobe nostalgia, your early Braun nostalgia. The NBA is the best product it's ever been because athletes are just on fire. They will never stop being this good. They'll continue to only get better. So let's just enjoy it while this happens. Why are we hating on this? Yeah, I, I will say when Luca's getting doubled and triple teamed the entire game and also shooting mid-range jump shots over the backboard from the baseline and making them, <laughs> maybe let's calm down about the defense. Sure, there was a few mm-hmm. of those layups where he just ran by everybody you know, like you do on 2K if you have the faster player and you just run around people. Of course. Like that's how it kind of looks, but there was good set screens there. There was a double set screen there, so we're trapped three people and Luca just ran around it. I, sure, that's not necessarily great defense, but it's also really good offense. So I just wanted to point that out, that he's getting doubled and triple teamed the entire entire game. And he scored 41 in the first half and 73 overall. Yeah, It's yeah. literally the most efficient scoring performance that we've ever seen. Ever. Hey, yeah, yeah. There's no footage of Wilt's 100. It so never Luka, happened. Luca in my eyes, top it. three. Top three. Never seen Wilt score 100. There's no footage of that. Didn't yep, yep. Bring on the theories, man. Bring on the agendas, the theories. This is your show. Takes, I've had it. Have it didn't fun. happen. <laughs> Send a yeah, video. There we go. <laughs> Shout out, Ann. Um, um, yeah, last night, so that Saturday night, I, I didn't enjoy the second night of a back-to-back with the Dallas Mavericks game, but I did enjoy the Los Angeles Lakers 
and Golden State Warriors game, which is a lot of fun. LeBron and Steph rivalry continues to deliver once again on a Saturday night. Goes into what double overtime? It yes, it's yes. a blast to watch. So I got I got the numbers pulled up in front of me. Anthony Davis with uh, twenty nine and thirteen, just a measly twenty nine and thirteen. Uh, LeBron, 36, 20 rebounds and 12 assists. Career yeah. high. Uh, D'Angelo Russell going off with 28 points as well. Uh, Torian Prince, solid zero points. Sorry, I didn't want to bring that one up. Uh, Jonathan Kaminga with 22. Andrew Wiggins, 22. Steph Curry, 46. Clay Thompson, welcome back. 24 points on 24 shots. Not sure how good that is. But mm-hmm. Lakers win in mm-hmm. double overtime, 145 to 144. The... The meetup in the middle after the game, on the middle of the court with LeBron and Steph, and they were like, man, can't believe we did it again. How do we keep doing this, man? What the fuck? Like, this is awesome, bro. Like, congrats, bro. Like, that was awesome. Yada, yada, yada. I can't believe we're doing it again. Uh, they immediately walk away, and Steph goes, God damn it. And then he rips his jersey on the way in. So, <laughs> Oh, my God. That gave off the Chris Paul uh, smiling to Steve Kerr and then immediately yeah. turned it back around. Yeah. Um, this, this, la- this nightcap was – incredible i was watching this along with uh what was that last night rockets ball there we go. sixers ball yeah it's a triple header for me yeah. triple header for me one local game two national sorry i don't know why i just drew a blank there but when i came, when it came to the the, the lakers I, I noticed that d'angelo russell was just hooping his ass he was. which is is great for him because he was just he, he, he his trade value is just every day climbing 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 could be. Are you going to say it for me, or do I have to say? What, what, what are we doing? Future Mavs? No, or, no, no, I'm what, good. no. Hard okay, pass. okay, okay, okay. Future uh, Golden State. It's Warriors, literally Bulls. just a, a more ball handling Tim Hardaway Jr. So I'm all right. Sure. <laughs> with the with the left with the left I'm okay. for sure. So it looks cooler. It definitely looks no. cooler. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> man, when I when when I noticed uh, kind of the the end the end moments there, um, seeing Steph Curry actually have his clutch moment just ripped away from his hands it was so precious the nba officially rated him the number one clutch player this season seeing it get ripped away was beautiful by lebron james none other Mm. steph it's time to have a conversation (laughs) sure generational talent changed the game forever created a monster out of children because now they think they don't need to learn how to do anything other outside of shooting threes Yep. Steph changed the game. Literally. He's one of the most impactful players in NBA history. Due to team building success with Draymond Green, Clay Thompson, and Kevin Durant signing there when they went 73 and 9 one season. Yeah, Kevin Durant signs there. It's the arguably the best NBA basketball team that we may ever see in our lifetimes. Like the best put yes. together, yes. the most well rounded, the best shooting, the best offense. And I know their numbers probably won't match some of the numbers that we're hitting this season because this season, for some reason, offense is like off the charts and I get it. But when you have Steph clay KD on the same team, like shooting is not your problem. Offense is never going to be your problem. Mm-hmm. Steph was surrounded by great talent and great team building and chemistry and something that we also may never see again. Like it's hard to keep NBA teams together now with the salary cap and the CBA and all that. We got to see a team stay together for a very long time, a decade almost. So Clay Thompson has declined. Draymond Green can't be angry anymore because he had to go to anger, anger management classes and got suspended for like 20 games this season. Yeah. St- Steve Kerr can't coach a basketball team anymore. He can't keep everyone – like he can't 
keep the cohesiveness of a team anymore. Steph doesn't no. have the ability to carry a team to victory by himself and never has in the NBA. There's a reason he only has one NBA Finals MVP, and it's because Andrew Wiggins basically won it for him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, I could go on and on about a Steph agenda. I mean, it's been brewing for Rockets fans for, what, eight years now? Yeah. See, you know, seeing Steph slowly, slowly decline, maybe not at, at any real fault to his own. I mean, his teams are just, they're getting worse. It is what it is. Clay Thompson is, you know, taking 24 shots to get 24 points. That, that is Jalen Green efficiency other than the Charlotte Hornets game, which he scored 36. And if you remember, I texted you, you said Luka is on his way to, to, to 80 this game or 82. Yep. I said, man, you should be watching this Rockets game. Jalen Green's on pace for 36 yeah, <laughs> at the half. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, it is what it is. Um, yeah, man, I'm really happy that uh, we finally get to see the step downfalls. We've talked. Uh, seeing LeBron do it just felt a little extra sweeter. And every single moment of failure with these Warriors teams just gets a little bit sweeter every single time. And I, I'm so here for it's, it. Uh, it's pretty funny because Steph, when you look at the numbers, technically owns LeBron. If you really look at it, in the NBA Finals, and you look at their record, LeBron literally has one title against the Warriors. When when you look at it that way, the fact that LeBron pretty much owns him in the regular season and then also owns him because of 2016. A 3-1 Finals deficit never happened before in NBA Finals history. He comes back, the block happens. He calls him a bitch at one point and shoves him off in like Game 5 or whatever it was in Cleveland. Like, just... LeBron owns Steph, and it doesn't matter how many times Curry beat him in the finals. LeBron owns Steph, and it's the funniest thing because you now. can see it at half court after the game. How much LeBron thinks of like himself as a father figure to Steph Curry, you could just see it in his eyes. He's like, "I own you. I am your dad. I am the father." It's, it's more of a big bro situation. Yeah, I feel like, like, oh, oh, you, you, you'll get him next time, little bro. Don't worry about it. Type, type energy. You He's know? like, I got the one that matters. <laughs> I got the only one yeah, that exactly. the only one that everyone exactly. will ever remember. Exactly. That that is it time to call the Warriors a fraudulent dynasty? I, I God, I want to just sit here and create narratives. I I don't I know. I, I didn't, as soon as I said it, as soon as I said it, I didn't have the energy to keep going. So I was like, eh, whatever, I'll just drop it. But uh, it's good to see Steph failing slowly but surely. Mm-hmm. Uh, I hate to root for another man's downfall, but the way he, he has just dissected. My Rockets teams, plenty of different Rockets teams as well. He he went through hundreds of Mike D'Antoni lineups, yeah. and just dissected every single one. Uh, shout out uh, Ime Udoka for putting a. I, I put it in my uh, Rockets entry today on ApolloHOU.com. What we learned, Houston Rockets edition. Ime Udoka put out the uh, the, the the Walmart version of Mike D'Antoni's small ball lineup, mm-hmm. and we ended up coming back twenty plus points on the Nets, and then of course. Didn't really work out at the end, but it was a really fun second half to watch and gave off D'Antoni vibes. It, maybe not with the same offensive efficiency, but it's cool. Good, good time. Yeah, the Mavericks tried the same thing last night. They, they came back lost by five, unfortunately, to the Kings. Oh. They've only played the Kings nice. three times this season, every time on the second night of a back-to-back. That's strange. Incredibly unfair, the, the, if you ask me. But The stats are skewed. They're very skewed. Yeah, get rid of back-to-backs. Uh, slightly biased on Twitter. Mm-hmm. He's a big Mavericks guy. Hilarious on YouTube, if you haven't already. Go go hit the subscribe button on him, as well as us at Apollo HOU. Um, slightly bi- biased tweeted. He's like, I'm tired of back-to-backs. They just need to be banned from the NBA. 
we have the ability we, to just get rid of back-to-backs and never lengthen the season. Like there's there's times it, where there's four or five days off. Yeah. It's like just get the one or two days off and get rid of back-to-backs entirely. Just have just have 15, have fifteen teams play Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Have other teams play Tuesday, Thursday, Sunday. Just call it call it a yeah. day. It, it's doable. There's games on every day. You can you can do this. There's a way to fix yeah. this. Adam Silver just got extended until twenty thirty. It seemed like and yeah. You got time, brother. You got time to fix this. Just do it already. Like I don't I don't want to see the Rockets play back to back because we will lose every time on that second one. Yeah. Like I, I'm I, I can't do it. Just give me a game every other day, please. So I can always wake up the next morning and say, ooh, the Rockets played them. Right. Come on. That's great. I need that. Because after Lucas Core 73, I, I need a day. I need a day to process that. I don't yes. need another game to watch. Like I just want to marble yes. in the 73 and not have to worry about a game that night as a fan. Please. And I, I, I was a player. They're like, God bless. Can Dude. we just get a day off after that? Scored 148 oh, points no. last night. And we had traveled immediately back from Atlanta. It's only oh. a two and a half hour flight, maybe three hours, but Still, but still. you're not getting back until after midnight. You're getting back home probably one, two a.m. Sleep in your own bed, sure. But then you wake up and you got a game at eight p.m. that night. And also, the Dallas Stars played at one p.m. in AAC, so they had to turn the ice into a basketball court, and it was still three <laughs> hours before tip. And like they had just started putting down the hardwood. Wow. Yeah, I had no idea yeah. that the, the the dual arena usage is is so so cool it's to so me. Scary. But I can't even imagine. Same day? What are we? What are we talking yeah. about here? They gotta, they gotta work with the schedules yeah. or something. Let's get back rid of back to backs. Um, the Dallas Mavericks played Please. the Celtics on Monday, and the Suns on Wednesday, the Hawks on Friday, and the Kings on Saturday. Oh my god! What a fucking week. Um, uh-uh, uh-uh. yeah. All right, we got a few more topics here before we get out, get out of here. Spurs, your your Coyote mascot sure. had a bat moment. Bat moment three yeah. So there was a bat in the arena, and he put on his Batman costume. He had his little net. Chased them around for like 20, 30 seconds on the court. Um, they stopped play, obviously, because there's a bat flying around in their arena. Catches him in the net, squeezes him, I think killed him, like hit him with the net. If you look at it, because he hit it, and he throws the thing down, and he's like, I got him. And you're like, <laughs> that's it. <laughs> but then he picks him up in the net, and he holds the net tight. So mm. then the bat's like right here. Very strange. Um moment i guess because he wasn't worried about getting bit because he had a mascot costume on but oh true yeah don't 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 show peter yeah i don't want to get like rabies or whatever bats give you disease wise i don't know i'm not ozzy osborne so i didn't have to worry about it yeah um there it is we need we need to have a conversation about this san antonio what are we doing what's the conspiracy because there's no way that you just see a bat fly around in the arena and you're like oh gotta go get the bat costume on for our put the costume on put the costume on because that doesn't just happen that's not an easy in and out change. Do you have an extra mascot? Are you releasing the bats and already have the mascot in his Batman costume? Ooh. Is it a plan? Because it's this this is not like this is a regular occurrence now. This is three times. Yeah. It's not a coincidence. Yeah. I, yeah. If if I had a dime for every time the, the San Antonio Spurs had bats in their arena, I'd I'd have three dimes, but it'd be weird that I'd have three dimes. You know? Right. And we'd have thirty cents when you buy a stick of gum, but that's about it. There you go. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. It was a fun moment, fun uh, viral social media video. Obviously, um, we will react to that next week, maybe on a different show. I don't know. Maybe teasing that. Maybe just teasing a new show from the Apollo HOU network. Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. Uh, but yeah, the Spurs 
new bat moment it's very fun when it happens but it's getting very strange that the man's already in a bat costume or the woman i don't know who runs yeah. the mascot department yeah. there shout out the mascots though i, yeah, I always sure. wonder what clutch the bear i always wonder what clutch the bear is thinking at yeah. all times when i see him for sure yeah, I hate it. <laughs> but fun moment, fun yeah. video, but it's getting strange. Yeah, a little much. A little strange. Little uh, let's talk about a generational ducker. Generational ducker, Joel Embiid, ducks the Nuggets. Hasn't played in Denver since 2019 before I met my wife, who I've been married to for over a year and dated for two years before we got engaged and was engaged for an entire year before we got married. 2019 was the last time Joel Embiid played in Denver. Played against the wow. Jokic-led Nuggets. He ducks people like nobody's business. It's the craziest six games. thing. Yep, yep. There's six games left, brother. The prophecy, the prophecy is here. Luca, you are the 2023-2024 MVP. Honestly, anybody but Embiid at this point. Like, I don't even care anymore. Because, like, Embiid hasn't please. played any good teams this year. He literally misses yeah, I, every good team's game. It's not a coincidence anymore. It's been nine. He's missed nine games this year, correct? What, what are we at? I think nine. Because you got to miss. No, he's probably, if he's got six more games, you got to play 65. So 11? So he's missed 11 games. games and he's got six. Yeah, games, right? yeah. Okay. Something like that. It's not happening. It's not happening. No, he'll he play. Is, he is. He'll play every game. Like he'll just like come in for a minute or something. So it counts. Oh my god! That's what's gonna happen. He it's would. gonna be awful. He would do that. God, I hate him so yeah. much. I hate that motherfucker. Yeah, I mean, I was really looking forward to it. I put down some uh, some dollars on some more points, rebounds, assists on Joel Embiid and Nikola Jokic on Prize Picks. Use code Apollo or Apollo H O U. Get a uh, up to a hundred dollars match on your first deposit if you use there that you code. But uh, Joel Embiid, I really want him to play. Because I was really looking forward to that game. It was an afternoon game. It's like 4.30, right? 3.30? Yeah, I think it was, yeah, it was a little early. 2.30 yeah. maybe. But it was an interesting time. And I was like, oh, this is kind of it's not a primetime game, but it's in the middle of the day on a Saturday. And like, I'm going to just ingest this game. It's going to be awesome. And an hour and a half before tip, I don't remember if it was Woj or somebody, they tweeted it out and said, Joel Embiid is experiencing knee soreness, so he's going to miss this game. An hour and a half before I, the game. Wasn't yeah, even on the injury. Yeah, out of nowhere. Yeah, it was just out of nowhere. I... But let me tell you, I find it really, really fucked up that you're betting on Joel Embiid when we're sitting here shit talking him on live on air every week. Yeah, that that's you're hypocritical, man. That, that's fucked well, up. I, that's he's fucked really up. good at basketball. I'm just rooting for him to miss enough games to where I don't even have to worry about him in the MVP conversation. Whatever. But he is a generational ducker, and I was I really thought we were gonna have like a a big man just big man off, you know. Sure, sure. Really the, the, that, that, that one tweet, they said Giannis and Wemby having a length off right now. <laughs> <laughs> All-time bad tweet. That's good. I really like that one. I'm going to start stealing it. Um, yeah, I was really excited for that game, but hasn't played in 20, since 2019. Generational. Yeah, five, Generational. Five years. God, what are we doing, man? You, this just proves that Jokic is the better one anyway. Embiid, you can have all your ball, all your ball hog, stat padding, bullshit games. When it comes down to it, you're gonna miss six more. I don't want to see Jokic win another MVP. I want to see Luka get it. But you are kind of right. NB anybody but Embiid at this point. It, the Sixers are just—they're not enjoyable to me, regardless of even if Embiid was healthy, not healthy on the team, not on the team. It—it's not a necessarily fun team to watch. I don't—I love Paul Reed and his energy, but I don't want to see Paul Reed, you know, get 
20, 30, 40 touches a night and score. I mean, I, he scored 28 the other night with half the team out, but career high, shout out. But yeah, I, yeah, Tobias was out. A bunch of people were out. I, yeah, I, that was a weird primetime game, but you know, you can't, can't schedule for those kind of things unless the NBA wants to start flexing games, like how they flexed my Rockets against the Thunder on February 27th on TNT. Tune in. Uh, I don't know why they don't flex games. Like, th- this is so strange. It, 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 th- there's so many opportunities to get good primetime games on, whether it be a – well, they don't do Mondays, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Yeah, so everybody every, every, every day but Monday. Um, even NBA TV games on there. You, could, you can get a Celtics Sixers, Celtics Warriors on a Monday night. Who wouldn't want to watch that if you're an NBA fan? I don't you know, I don't care if you stream it illegally or just don't have NBA TV. Whatever your situation is, maybe I'm projecting, but I would tune in. Yeah, and I would love the national TV feel exposure because every time I watch an NBC or a, 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 who I wish NBA NBA on NBC would come back. Everybody feels that though, right? And ABC, ESPN, NBA TV, TNT. I don't care what it is. I just love the feel of it, and I want to. I want to feel more of that with better teams. Respectfully, I don't want to see the five seeds, five seed Pelicans play on on TNT. I'm sure it only happens twice a yeah. year. But the the Warriors aren't a good team this year. The, the Grizzlies without Jaw are not a good team this year. Can we just put flex games? Put them on prime. Put better games on prime time, please. That's all I ask. That's I it. I think we've recorded a few times since this has happened. But the Dallas Mavericks announced that they are putting eleven games that were originally scheduled to be on Bally Sports Network on the local ABC channel in the Dallas Fort Worth area for free of charge. So if you have cable or you have the ABC channel with your cable provider, YouTube TV, whatever it may be, you get those for free. So it's on ABC as opposed to Bally Sports. Um, It's the transition from Bally Sports being um, going bankrupt and then getting purchased by Amazon. So there is still hope for your team that Mm. you won't have to worry about their rights for next season um, because Amazon bought them. So they have to go through the whole legal process and we'll know by March that... um, if Amazon ends up with the rights completely or they end up having to go away and Amazon has to fight for the contracts again, we'll see. Um, But a big step in the right direction by Mark Cuban and the rest of the ownership group now with the Dallas uh, Mavericks to put games on national television or not national television, but Dallas Fort Worth television for free to see if you pay for those cable. uh, So you don't have to pay an extra 20 bucks a month or an extra 200 something dollars a season. Like, that's huge. Yeah. More people get to watch basketball now. Nine million people, probably, I would say six to seven million people in the DFW area are going to be able to watch Mavericks games if they want to. Eleven of them this season. That's great. Even 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 people who have antennas, you know, like that yep. comes with it. We'll go watch it. Have fun. So that's a big step in the right direction. I think a lot more sports nice. owners are going to start doing that. I know the Phoenix Suns did it this past season. Um, so there I think go. we're going to start getting more. It'll be NBA season or NBA owners first. Um We'll see what happens with the rest of the sports. But I think NBA owners are realizing that the more eyeballs on their product, the better. Um, that will improve their TV deals and their TV broadcast yes. rights. Their bigger paydays will get bigger because they're giving it to more people. So that would encourage TNT, ABC, ESPN, um, so on and so forth to stay and get new contracts and bid higher for the right. next TV deal. So. Right. I love that. I love that. Good information. Yeah. Thank you. I had no idea. Seriously, that's that's great for the league. Great for the team. Yeah, pretty big stuff. Uh, Devin Booker yeah. joins the sixty-two point scoring in a loss club with his best friend forever, Carl uh, Anthony Towns. In the same week, yeah. they both score sixty-two yeah. points basically, and they both lose the game. Very funny. Yeah, the fact that any individual player can score above forty 
and lose. How how does this happen? Uh, God, you had you had the the cat storyline where the coach was uh, Chris Finch was just sitting there just dogging on his team, calling him selfish, essentially just you know getting on their ass, and then seeing Devin Booker do the exact same thing the same week while the Pacers came back and rallied to beat him. I think it was one hundred four, one hundred two, which sixty three yeah. points in 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 one hundred two or in, in one hundred two points. That, that's, that's Dude, they crazy. just scored like ninety eight points. points and he scored forty four. And they lost mm. again to the Orlando Magic tonight. Mm. Agenda. Agendas are happening. Agendas are agendering. Just saying. Talk to me. Yeah. I love it. Devin Booker's incredible. He's been on a fucking tear the last month and a half or so. He's averaging over 29 points. I think he might be over 30 now with the 62 and a 44-point game. He's He might be right. over 30. So, um, incredible player and awesome to watch. But it's very funny that when he scores a lot of points, his teams lose every time. Luka Doncic, 7-0 when he scores 50 or more points. Just wanted to point that out. There it is. Um, very funny about that 62-point club this season. It includes Booker and Cat, who are quite literally best friends. They went to Kentucky together. It's very funny. Just yeah, generational losing. The, the generational losers are forming out of these high-performing players. It's really interesting to see. I don't, I don't know if we'll ever see anything like this again. Unless it just keeps getting crazier when somebody will drop 80 net by next season, or I don't know. I don't it know. Might happen this year. I don't know what's going to happen. We've already seen multiple seventy-point and sixty-point games in a week. And, and, and the thing, the thing about Embiid and Luke, well, maybe not necessarily Embiid because they were feeding Embiid right. hard. Doncic, that was very, uh, what's the word? Kind of, it, it, it was accessible. You know what yeah. I mean? That that seventy-three could have turned into eighty within minutes. If they tried uh, like to beat him. Minutes. He's getting close to that hundred mark. If they, because he did not take the yeah. ball every time out of a possession, like. They were giving it to Jaden Hardy. They were giving it to Tim Hardaway. They were giving it to Grant Williams even to take up the court. Like he maybe 20% of the time was bringing the ball up when he was in the game. Yeah. Yeah. Just the fact that we're having this conversation that that 80 points is accessible in today's league. I'm sure, you know, old heads can look at it and be like, damn, this isn't the NBA that I grew up with. Well, bitch, it's my NBA that you I grew up with. So enjoy you grew up watching the NBA. There was only six teams. Yeah, enjoy. Yeah. Yeah. Enjoy every minute of it, man. Fuck y'all. Fuck y'all old heads. Watch the game. Have fun. <laughs> Speak, speaking of generational losers, the Detroit Pistons beat the Oklahoma City Thunder this afternoon on Sunday, January 28th. Yeah. Uh, you asked the question in our text thread. Is there no number one, like clear cut number one team in the NBA? Because the Thunder did just take over the the number one seed in the West yesterday, I believe. Um, I don't know where they're at now. Didn't really look at the standings before we started recording, but it seems that everyone's on the same page that the Nuggets are the number one team in the league, right? Even right. though they're not the number one team in the West, they're like number three, and they yeah. they haven't really looked as sharp. But when you get to the playoffs, everyone's gonna just kind of understand that the Nuggets are the team to beat. Yeah, that, that, that's how it's always going to be until things change. I mean, you, very quietly, if you've noticed, the Boston Celtics were on a 27-game home win streak, undefeated at mm-hmm. home this season as well. And Bill Simmons wanted it out night. a lot, and then they lost that game. Oh. Mm. Are we talking Bill Simmons? Who are we talking here? Yeah, Bill Simmons, my best friend. Oh, of course. Of course. Yeah, of course. I'm sorry. I thought you were going to do the voice. That's why I had to I, ask, I didn't man. have anything prepared for that. But then Chris Tepsperzing has rolled his ankle, and he's like in a, a torture chamber now. It's very funny if you listen to his last podcast on Friday. Jesus Christ. I might have to tune in. We got every uh, single million-dollar picks wrong today in the NFL. Every single lap. All wow. four picks. All of them wrong. 
That's incredible. Thank you for that, Bill. I love, I love you so much. I love Bill. God, there's no number one strictly because you're not having teams that are that are going 73 and nine anytime soon. You're not having teams that we might not even see another 60 wins this year. And I think last year, when we got back to the end of the season, it was like the number one seed was like what, like 55 and 27, and then. The between like three and six, it was like a couple games, maybe just above fifty or just below fifty. Yep. Uh, you'd have to you'd have to quote me on that, but that's at least how I remember it. It, it felt it, it's felt like there hasn't been a true number one team since the Warriors. Like it's weird, and we've had our, we've had these spurts of Toronto, we've had these spurts of Denver, even even the the Warriors resurgence, the the Celtics at some points, you know mm-hmm. the it's the the Bucks, you know. But this year, I'm just not feeling anybody's aura. You know what I mean? I'm not feeling a number one team aura. It, it, the 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 two best teams in the West are. I hate to call the Timberwolves young because they're not necessarily young. Yeah. They they have Anthony Edwards, so we'll call them young, yeah. right? They have slow mo Kyle Anderson. What is he pushing thirty at this point? I don't know. We'll still call him young though. We'll call him young. Uh, I'm just not noticing anything really that sticks out to me other than the consistency of the Nuggets, which maybe other people could view as shortcomings because they're not the number one seed you know what i mean they haven't been a great team this year the rockets have owned them three and one against them i believe which is really strange Mm -hmm. i don't know how that's happened but this is the this is the nba anything can happen uh yeah i i can't really pick a number one team i i philly boston Uh, we okay see nothing feels right that's all i'm trying to say you know what i mean i don't feel i don't feel anything boston feels right in the east denver feels right in the west and they don't necessarily sure. have to be the number one seed to make me feel differently. Sure, I'm sure. I'm comfortable with, that. with those two teams being the yeah, teams yeah, to I, beat. I Not it. necessarily saying that's the finals matchup, but I'm, I feel good with those being either the one or two seed, but also the team to beat heading into the playoffs on each side. Right. That's kind of how I feel. Right. Um, Philly, off, you just have to show it to me. Like, I prove it to me before I put you anywhere near that conversation. Giannis, you have a new coach now. Shout out Doc Rivers. Uh, his first game will be Monday when you're listening to this. Um, that'll be a, his first game as head coach of the Milwaukee Bucks. Prove it to me. Uh, let's see what the, the team looks like, how you change the offense a little bit and put some defensive metrics in there. I don't fucking know. Boston feels comfortable because when they're fi- starting five are healthy, they're not unbeatable, but they're fucking good. Like, Steph Furzing is awesome on that team, and I hate how good he looks in a Celtic or like just right. He looks in a Celtics uniform, like it's because he's white and tall. But um, he he yeah, looks yeah. right in a Celtics uniform. What can I say? Um, yeah, they're they're really fucking good. And then Denver, when Jamal Murray and Jokic are going, it's it's over for whoever is playing against them. Yeah, yeah, Jamal Murray in the playoffs is going to turn into some different mode, different animal. I mean. It, Loki slept on the his his postseason performances. I don't hear many people talking too no. much about him. He's he, he's awesome. He's fun. Playoff Murray, he's very fun. Playoff Murray, um, not Bubble Murray. It's Playoff, Playoff Murray. Murray. He's very good. That's right. That's right. He's he's swinging. He's 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 breaking the stigmas. You yep. know, I love to see it. Love to see it. Well, uh, All Star reserves will be announced February first this this week. So uh, we'll get back to it at that point, and we'll have a little segment on that later this week. But yes, sir. that was an action-packed last few days in the NBA. It's been awesome to watch. It's been fun to talk about. And Twitter's been uh, just wonderful. It's been blissful. I've, I've had a lot of fun on NBA Twitter recently. But we had a good time. 
So uh, thank you to Big City Wings. Shout out to Big City Wings, Houston's Wing Joint, Apollo's Wing Joint for sponsoring this episode. Go check them out in the link to, uh, in the description below. We'll uh, provide links for Big City Wings as well as Celebrity Mint. Go check out celebritymint.com and follow them on social media at the Celebrity Mint for their graded legal tender collectibles of Mike Tyson, Ric Flair, and more. They've got this awesome Mike Tyson coin that they just came out with of him with the standover after a knockout. Oh, it's so good. Shout out to Celebrity Mint. Thank you for sponsoring this episode. This has been Zero Gravity. Apollo Media's NBA podcast.